Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this, a very serious episode of Staggering Stories podcast. In this episode, we are speaking to a person known only as Keith. Tell me, Keith, what is your addiction and how did you overcome it? Well, you see, it, it's all right. It wasn't all that ha- hassle. It's just just a little bit every now and again, but it, it, it grows and, and you some, suddenly become obsessed by it. And, and shouldn't my voice be distorted? No. Oh. Um, yeah, every every now and again, and 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 you start small, listening to the occasional podcast, and 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 then 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 it sort of grows, and and you can't help yourself. Every day you're just jacking into staggering stories. You just have to sit there and listen to it constantly, twenty four hours a day, and you can't get enough. And it's just glorious as it pumps into your ears, and it increases in power. Sadly, Keith was not one of the successful rehabilitations, but it goes to show. If you need help listening to Staggering Stories podcast, there are people out there who can help. Thank you and good night. Welcome to this latest Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I am the real Keith Dunn. Oh. Froggy. Not much point not being <laughs> in them. Anyway, without further ado, faster than a Tory minister accepting bungs from a Google employee. <clears throat> it's the. <laughs> I disclaim any association with that comment <laughs> for job purposes. <laughs> We have the news with El Presidente. Doctor News. Bye bye, Pond. You can hear the tear in his voice. (laughs) Dong, the bitch is dead. (laughs) (laughs) We knew it was coming, but finally that day has passed. Karen Gillan and Arthur Darville have left the production of Doctor Who. Oh, And shares in Kleenex have plummeted. <laughs> Saturday the 12th of May 2012 was their final day, and they ended it with a gigantic party. Of course. But no word of any nudity in corridors in this one. <laughs> no, he kept his clothes on. Very disappointed. Before that, though, Gillan tweeted... I... And that's a wrap. Bye-bye from the ponds. We love you. <laughs> what was that? You just offended every Scot who ever drew breath. <laughs> Their children and grandchildren will hunt down your descendants. What would Mel Gibson say? Who cares? <laughs> Something about Jews, probably. But... Yeah. <laughs> anyway... No doubt they'll be drafted in for publicity purposes in the run-up to the episodes being televised, so it isn't quite the end. But talking of which, if you wish to see an early preview of the first episode, then you should get yourself to the Media Guardian Edinburgh International Television Festival. Woo! You said that almost in one breath. I did. Catchy title for a festival, that one. (laughs) Yep. Between the 23rd and 25th of August 2012. But does this imply the first five episodes will be screening in late August, early September, as it did last year? Almost certainly. Probably. Mm. Mm. 
So that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's the end of the old studios. Mm. Yes. They, yes. They finished with the old studios too now. They're, they're now in the new bit. Yeah, over. upper boat is gone. It's now mm. over the lake. Roth Lock, or however you pronounce yeah, it. Over the, over the, lock. the new block when they start in a week or two, I think. I well, know the traumas occurred. Omen. Apparently, the other big big program, the Blue Peter, not only is Blue Peter gone, yeah. they just bulldozed the garden. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, did no. they? So, Percy Thrower's sunken garden bulldozed. The dead dogs! Bulldoze. Bulldoze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there again, apparently back in the early 1970s, everyone was too stoned to notice. <laughs> yes, if you watch the television centre mm, send-off. Yeah. And also, it was never officially the Blue Peter Garden. They just pinched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just... The question is, when they build these lovely luxury flats, are they going to be haunted by the ghosts of Petra? Right. Avengers Assemble, currently the seventh most lucrative film of all time ever in all time. Puny God. I have to say, before you read this, it's already out of date. It's now the fourth. It's now the fourth. (laughs) Since I wrote this yesterday. Oh, fourth. Correction. But uh, carry on. (laughs) Josh Whedon's film about a gang of masked vigilantes whom destroy central New York turned out out to be rather popular. Well, it wasn't masked vigilantes, those giant flying thingies. Yeah, there's no one wearing masks other than... Iron Man? Other than Iron Man, yeah. Captain America, they took it off by the end. The Hulk is one big mask. I mean, it's it's not like this again, you don't know who we are. My Mm. name's Mr Stark, but I'm not telling you. (laughs) Oh, he did in the film, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah. in the first film, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Marvel's Avengers Assemble, as it is known in the UK, has already broken the one billion US dollar mark, but apparently it's even more now. Yeah. Uh, After only its 19th day in the cinema, Tying with the world record-breaking <laughs> Avatar and Harry Potter and De- the Deathly Harrows Part 2, even though Avengers Assembles was only playing in the biggest markets, the US of A, for 10 of those 19 days. Mm. It is currently, now out of date, yep. seventh on the list of the highest worldwide-grossing films, only a shade behind Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, and then Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Mm. It's all so much of a mouthful. I know they are. Yeah. Yeah. He's already beaten those. <laughs> yep. Well, but it's, well, you uh, spat at the one that wasn't a mouthful. Because <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> Easy to say. Avatar. It's, See? it's a bad film. <laughs> say that again. Avatar. <laughs> so you want a good film that's just called Bob. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what if James Cameron had called it Bob? <laughs> well, then it would have been a bad film. It would have been Bob. Well, that's what they were doing at the end, wasn't it? <laughs> Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio was doing it at the end of uh, Titanic. <laughs> well, it's more of a sink than a Bob. Uh, <laughs> but, oh. Where was I? Uh, but it's a very long way shy of James Cameron's Titanic and. <laughs> both, of the, which, both of which grossed over two billion, but who knows? And so we have an update at the moment. It's still only about one point two billion okay. only. <laughs> only. <laughs> only. Despite its success, Josh Whedon is still unsure whether he wants to direct a sequel. You know, I'm very torn. It's an enormous amount of work telling what is ultimately somebody else's story. Even though I feel like I did get to put myself into it. <laughs> But at the same time, I have a bunch of ideas, and they all seem really cool. Hmm. It's obviously not money with him, because they pay him a fortune to do a sequel, wouldn't they? But got to like yeah. the fact Joss Whedon would be willing to walk away and do his own yeah. thing. Yeah, I think he's quite happy playing with his own toys. Yeah. To put it, to put it on. Yeah. Why? 
Community Renewed and Gillen Wants In. <laughs> the NBC comedy series that brought us Inspector Space Time Community mm. has been given a new series of 13 episodes, despite fears that it was to be eradicated. Still not all is rosy for Community, as the previous season had 22 episodes, before that, 24 and 25 episodes. Not only that, but this upcoming fourth season is being moved to 8.30pm on a Friday night. Ooh. Oh, and they've fired the creator and showrunner mm. Dan Harmon. Yeah. On the plus side, Karen Gillan has again mentioned Inspector Space Time and even went so far as to publicly ask them for a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have not heard of either of those. Not Karen Gillan? No. She's the <laughs> tall ginger person you just ridiculed. Yeah. Inspector In Space Time. <laughs> publicly yeah. asking them for a job. She's prostituting herself. <laughs> oh, there's Adam. He's there. No, I, I've recently got into community. And Never I've, heard I've, of I've, it. I've managed to grab hold of the first season of DVD and I think it is being shown on Sony TV S- Sony channel yeah uh, Tuesday okay a repeated Sunday but it's a big bloke as Dan Harmon yeah. was basically the creator and he yeah. was overseeing it completely yeah much yeah. the same way that say JMS did with B5 yeah, yeah. So it was like taking JMS out of B5 in yeah, season 4 which is crazy talk mm-hmm. so as I say it seems to be working it's worked so far I can't understand why they take him off of it there are uh, Backroom behind the scenes yeah. issues. Must be. Must I think he, he wasn't particularly popular with the suits and had a falling out with Chevy Chase too. And, uh, Everyone has a falling out with Chevy. <laughs> I, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's basically written, in, written into his contract that he has one major bust up wherever he goes. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. 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 He's known as a very easy actor to get on with. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that cocaine he was taking. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Yes. Allegedly. Anyway. So he would sue us. Blade Runner, the sequel. A good long while ago, we mentioned that Ridley Scott had signed up to do a new Blade Runner film. Now we hear that it will be a sequel, set Mm. some years after the original film. They've also approached Hampton Fancher, scriptwriter of the original, to write the sequel. So the fact they've gone back to the original guy is promising. Well, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not going to be a, a film version yeah. of the uh, the books. Yeah, um, who wrote those? I remember the uh, Philip, Philip K. Dick. No, no, the uh, the sequels. Oh, Ooh. the sequels. I, I don't know. Yeah. I've been bored. I have a couple of addendums. Ooh. 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 Have you? Lay your addendums right. on us. It has been reported that Bruce Boxleitner. Oh yeah, yep. has heavily hinted that there will be a sequel to Tron Legacy. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And it could be filmed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) Sniffle. (laughs) And it could begin filming as early as 2014. Take me now, Lord. 2014? Yes. Quick follow-up, then. Well, I mean, they've they've got to be quick, because how old are they now? (laughs) Well, yeah. Boxlightly must be in his late 50s, at least. Well, he's about 60 now. No, apparently, um, he has hinted that he wants to reprise his role as... Alan Bradley. Which and, he did in the last film. Yeah, and, and also uh, Video Warrior Tron as well. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, they, they used Jeff Bridges for the film, so I'm not mm, sure how well did. they could use know. Tron. Maybe I don't need to explain the way the fact he's got a bit old and fat. <laughs> <laughs> he's been trapped in there for years. Too much flan. 
<laughs> oh, and speaking of old and fat... <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, God, Shatner. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the BBC satirical news quiz. Have I got news for you? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. OK, it will be sort of old news by the time this podcast comes out. But, it definitely um, always is. Yes. <laughs> um, the episode due to be screened, or has, which has been screened on the uh, 25th of uh, May, has yeah. the Shat... As the guest um, host, you know, Zento. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. I'm surprised how he'll be able to read the cue cards with his peaky little eyes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and Will Ian Hislop and Paul Merson be sort of taking Mickey out of his wig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Will they be allowed to keep it in? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he has uh, veto rights on the script, probably. Mm. Yeah, that's very true, that is. Yeah, right. he might have veto rights on the script, but that doesn't say he's got veto rights on what Paul Merton and Ian Hislop say. <laughs> no, it'd be a good <laughs> or one. Or their guests. Good one to get along to see live, that one. But, yeah. uh, That'd too be a good now, one. Probably. Definitely watch the one on Saturday, which is the extended yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, With all the rooty, rude, naughty rude, words they couldn't put out, first of all. <laughs> yeah, but typical BBC programming. I mean, at nine o'clock, they've got Have I Got News for you on BBC One. Mm-hmm. On BBC Four, they've got a documentary about Pink Floyd. So I'm going to be saying, <laughs> hmm. sort of DVRs for. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a record one. Or, mm-hmm. or watch one on um, Catch Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any more? No, no. Well, I saw a little bit about Eccleston. He was—he's tarting himself around a bit, looking for work in the thespian line. He wants thespian. to return to the stage. Oh, okay, he's not asking for respect to space time. Yeah. <laughs> um, due to his successful career in the states and that, he's looking for—and the whole write-up was, you know, Christopher Eccleston, famous actor. Didn't mention once Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> Me thinks there's a touch of the early Tom Baker's here. I don't want anything yeah. to do with the programme. It was just a job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to pay me how much? I've always loved the programme, yeah, darling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, so wait, wait until he hits retirement age and then big finish come knocking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're still around. I've got one final bit I've been Ooh. asked to put in, as it were. Oh, yes. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that a bit rude? It is. Um, I'll let you guess who asked me to, to mention this, but uh, Ultravox... Ah, yeah. Yes, I was listening to Midjew on the way down. Oh, brilliant really? album, question mark on mm. brilliant. That's not me, that's the actual title. Well, I've got Vienna yeah. in the car at the moment. So. <laughs> it's actually not bad. They played the, the, the lead track off of it, brilliant, question mark. That's not me, that's actually <laughs> the title. <laughs> um, it's, it's not too bad. Huh? Anyway, no, was just, that the plug? That was real. <laughs> okay. Greetings. We have been watching the latest DVD releases from the BBC in their Doctor Who range, which is Nightmare of Eden. Sound like pigs in space. That's the, that was the idea. <laughs> not quite as tacky. Not quite as tacky. Okay. What is it? This was, I think, from the season that had <laughs> was basically the Tom Baker comedy half hour. Season seventeen. Yeah. 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 yeah, it yeah. ended on, on that. What's the correct word I'm looking for? I don't want to say pile of steaming. N- n- highlights. Highlights. It's pile of steaming highlight that was horns of diamonds. And the uh, ill-fated Sharda that never got finished. Mm, um, this is the one directly before Horns of Nine One, in fact. Yeah, mm. and, and quite frankly, it does so show. Basically, it was something of an an, an idea. Yes, that's mm. what I was looking for. I mean, there were some good ones that you had Destiny of the Daleks, mm. City of the Death. 
Or City mm. of Death, rather. Yeah. And then it will kind of like Creature of Heat, Nightmare Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's a poor season. <laughs> it, 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 it strikes me as quite strange, considering what the subject material was. Okay. Mm. Drugs. Drugs running, smuggling, and... Um, Death. Death, basically, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and for who, they didn't tend to wrap it up. Sometimes the um, the moral story is a little bit hidden in that. Yeah. Weren't yeah. in this one. No. no. <laughs> no. Quite blatantly shown on, on, on its sleeves, to certain effect. Yes, yeah. So it's Tom Baker. Yep. At his maddest. Yep. Getting there, anyway. Bonkers um, Tom. Yes. All my arms, my legs, my heads, my everything. Oh, with, with a director he had a major falling out with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in fact, the director didn't survive I think, past yeah. about episode two, was it? I'm not I, sure. I so. yeah. He didn't he make it to the end of the story, that's for sure. Yeah. He got, he he, well, he walked or <laughs> no, was no, uh, He didn't pushed. kill the didn't director. Kill. <laughs> oh, oh, that could have made it a bit, a bit more interesting. The director yeah. left oh. after about two episodes. Out, yes. Alan Bromley was the director's name. Yeah. We had the second Romana, didn't we, on this one? It's Romana too. Yeah. Wearing, wearing, wearing a poncho, smock, grey, nun's outfit thingy. Bad choice, bad choice. Yeah, even she in the commentary says she hates it, looking back at it. Yeah. Doesn't know why she didn't. <laughs> I, I got to remember, when I watched it, when it first went out, I thought that was a bad costume for her. Yeah, she stayed in a school uniform. It's, it, well, school uniform was <laughs> next. <laughs> she should about women in <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> she should have stayed in the uh, hunting, the red hunting outfit, which she wore for Horns and Nymon. Mm. That's what, sorry. Or the, uh, the doctor's outfit, her yeah. the femme doctor outfit yeah. she had. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just a, a, yeah, but there again, if somebody can dressed like the Sydney Opera House in the Horns of Nine. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. I know uh, fake Keith is going to shout at me, but for anything that needs a CGI makeover, it's the miniature work in this. Because mm. I watched it as original, and it is decidedly shoddy with bits of the ship fading out. The, mm, yeah. the actual planet in the background stops spinning at some point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was done it was on video, cool. unusually. and normally did it on film. Yeah. But to save time and money, they did it on video. And obviously, they, the models were static. They just moved the cameras in and yeah. out to Ooh. simulate... Keeps. And the, yeah, yeah, the movement was, was very jerky. And, oh, no. well, isn't yeah. this the season where there was a lot of industrial disputes going on at the BBC, well, which I is think, why Shard never yeah, got I think finished? It certainly ended up that way. And but. money problems with the yeah. inflation as well. Yeah, you, you, you can tell that it's certainly scrimped. It seems to be a season ender rather than... And it the, isn't. There's meant to be two stories after this. Yeah. Only one actually got finished. Uh, yeah. yeah. We should go over the plot. Yeah, oh, if we must. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best thing about it, it is, is the, the plot. plot. Yeah, is, is yeah. story-wise. Like I said earlier, it's quite a, a nasty story. It's a space disaster movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because two ships decide to occupy the same point yeah. in time and they, space at the they, same they, time. They, they, they so both rather messy, then. They yeah. both emerge from hyperspace, mm-hmm. locked into each other, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's this mad scientist type who's got um, something a bit like the miniscope. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. from from uh, Carnival of Monsters. Yeah. yeah, where he takes an environment and converts it to crystal form, and he can view it on a screen. Or yeah. they think it's a screen, but yeah. actually, you can walk into it. They can observe. <gasps> that is one thing that I thought was very nicely done. Mm. Was that actual effect? So instead of well, making it a video <laughs> effect, they built mm. literally built the sets together. So you mm. had the uh, Starline uh, Starliner Lounge right next to the jungle set, and they yeah. just leapt over, jumped in. Yeah, yeah. Although he got the feeling the jungle set was quite small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll concede that point. Yeah. Someone on board is smuggling the exceedingly addictive drug Vraxion. Yes. 
not Zip, as he originally wanted it called. Yeah. <laughs> Change the name. Yeah. Now the ward wasn't happy with the name I Zip. I think it was uh, Varaxin or v- Vax, as mentioned at one point in time. I yeah. Think. And, and we uh, have very few suspects. Yes. Yeah. Because that, that is one thing that got me. That mm-hmm. is uh, digressing slightly. You see all the, the basically it's a passenger liner yep. doing a, a domestic run. So it's what is it? Ryanair for space. Pretty much, yeah. You probably have uh, to pay for losing their ship. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and what got me was all the passengers uh, have these protective suits and goggles and whatever. Yeah. But the crew don't. No. <laughs> you and, know, so and the first class passengers. Yeah, why don't. why are they wearing them? I don't know. Besides yeah. the fact that uh one of our, our suspects can hide among them. But besides yes. that why? Like, maybe know. in second class you don't get as much oxygen or gravity protection. It was the list of suspects I liked. You either had the upstanding captain of the ship and his crew, yep. or the dappy little assistant who wouldn't say <laughs> boo to a goose, or the large, odd-looking man with a strange German accent, what? a limp, and a st- really weird pair of glasses who kept acting suspiciously. <laughs> what was that? It's like a said giveaway, that is. Yeah. What was the accent? Was it German? Was it Dutch? German, was it... Yes. Swedish. It was. Yeah, it's all. Oh. It went all over the place. Mm. Yeah. I can't remember who was the villain then. Funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of gave it away that did. Mm. Well, apparently in rehearsal he chose that accent to put you off the sense, make it give it, make it a bit comical, so you wouldn't think it, he was a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> bit backfired, you really yeah, yeah, As soon as he opens his mouth, it's him, him, him there. Did they Stone play him the, now. So did they play the wah-ha-ha music when everybody was <laughs> Almost, yeah. almost. I liked the way he was smuggling. Oh, yeah. Using his machine to take mm. the environment... Yeah, with the creatures mm. that the drugs were made out of, yeah, so it, it couldn't was, be detected at all. The, the, fi- the way they they got the drugs was to electrocute and freeze dried one of the mandrels. Yeah, bad mandrels, ba- mad bandrels. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> to strike a blow for the sisterhood here, I highly objected to the fact that Romana and I can't remember the assistant's name, but Della. Della, Della, that was Della. it. Romana and Della, all the way through, were referred to as the girls. Oh, yes. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever refer to the Doctor as the boy? No, it was, oh, it's, the Doctor and the girl. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that, I had to restrain you from throwing oh, something at the screen. It ticked me off, it yeah. really did. But on the plus side, Della was the only real character they managed to get in there. She seemed like she was actually a real person. Yeah. With yeah. everybody else. <laughs> just it was just a caricature. Yeah. yeah. Was it well, what was it the her her other half the detective who was supposed to be dead the one who was trapped in the yeah, yeah. machine I can't remember can't his remember name. his name but even Seca, Stott, Stott. Dime, Stott. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Stott but even, okay. even he you know just seemed to be there to shoot things and act heroically but yeah. no actual background to him he was supposed to be dead yeah yeah he mm. he was. He was on... Betrayed. Yeah, he was betrayed. (laughs) He was there to try to uh, find out the the drug's connection. But he got stranded in the jungle, and Ah. you assumed he got eaten... Or they assumed he got eaten by a mandrel, but Mm. he was actually scooped up in the... uh, In the machine. In the the electronic zoo. So Mm. he he was in the little uh, screen. Mm. Yeah. K9 was good. Weird voice, but... Again, again, it's... No John Leeson. We're used to to the John Leeson voice, Mm. and he just struck me as slightly too smug. (laughs) John Leeson's K9 isn't... No, but... (laughs) This one, it was smug, turned up to nine. John Leeson is smug round about eight. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Smug watching it. Yeah, but, yeah. 
it is unfair on the poor David yeah, Bryan. Yeah, yeah, of course, that, we're all used to that John That is Leeson. the trouble. We are used to um, uh, John Leeson. Yeah. And in the series, this would have been, I think, his, what is the, the third story in or the second story in? Of this season. Of oh. this season. We would have been. We, we wouldn't. It wouldn't have jarred. We would have noticed him. Mm, we wouldn't have noticed fourth. More. Yeah, we wouldn't have noticed it. But these days, you do. It doesn't. It doesn't sit right. It doesn't sound right. No, no. It's Why a did shame. none of the passengers come and see what was going on? <laughs> they could see out the windows. You could see there were windows there. They could see they were embedded in another spaceship and things had gone mm. badly. But mm. not one of them thought to leave the passenger lounge and come and find a um, member of the crew. And there's supposed to be about 900 of them on board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You thought one of them one would have got curious. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were drugged. Sedated <laughs> for the trip. Well, well, we saw what happened. There was that one woman who did get up and complained and was eaten by a mandrel. So it probably well, yeah, put yeah. the rest of them off. Apparently there were some gaffes. I, I can't say as I noticed The whole thing them. was a gap. <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor leaves the TARDIS doors open. Yep, this is the clothes. Oh, did you see the base of the TARDIS? It's yeah. Really Blimey. tatty bit of brown wood. Right. Not, <laughs> they didn't even bother painting it blue. Yeah, I, think, I think this was... The, the police box shell was up for... It was renewed the next season. It's yeah. really part clearly. Because <laughs> I think, what is it, in Horns of Nine when it fell on someone's head. <laughs> it, it, the roof collapsed. That explains it. Graham Crowden's performance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else? The old one we've seen before. When Della gets shot in the face, oh, she clutches she... her stomach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and this, this is probably is the root of the wobbly sets. K9 seals a wall panel. And a hand can be seen oh, you holding can. it holding in place. Oh, yeah. can. They didn't even bother to put them in black. It was no, black just... background. They could have put something in yeah, black. Pink hand. <laughs> it's red or something. It was the return of the hand. Yeah. Yeah. First seen in the Pyramids of Mars. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to... I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who played the captain of mm-hmm. the cruise line. David Dacre. David Dacre. Now, yeah. I will point out, because he did... The character went through quite a few changes because he was accidentally drugged. Yeah. Well, deliberately drugged. Well, well, it wasn't no, meant to be was him, accident, was it? It was meant to yeah. Romano, who yes. was accidentally drugged, so he had the wonderful aura of euphoria where he's sitting there giggling while watching the passengers being massacred by the mandrels. That's true, yeah. yeah. And then you have the withdrawal stage for him. Oh, OK. Where um, he literally thre- threatens to beat Romana to death unless she supplies him with uh, some more rats. Yeah. And then... He's shot by one of the customs of an excise, and that's it. He's dead, just ignored. Yes. No, no mourning, nothing. No, well, typically. Well, he's a drug addict, I mean, what's your... Yeah, but yeah. it was... It's not something... I, watching it now, it's not something I would have expected in this type of show going out at six or seven o'clock. That's very true, that is. I won't say it jarred, but it was a very adult... A thing to do. Yeah, but don't, don't you think they'd do it better today? Oh, well, I think they would have done <laughs> yeah, the whole thing better yeah. today. Yeah, but, but for that time to sort of, yeah, to deal with such mm, a graphic was, subject, it was, it was, addiction and uh, withdrawal. Yeah, mm. it was such a, a, a dynamic shift from mm. the rest of the mm. show. Yeah. <laughs> He's read something. The British tabloid newspaper The Sun wrote that the mandrels were terrifying monsters. Really? <laughs> <laughs> with but, clamshells for faces. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is another thing, is it's so blatant, because the, the, the arms were extended, so they come down to roughly where their knees were. The claws but they are proper the many mother suits, yeah, they, aren't they? They were so, it was so stiff. Yes. You know, waddling along, instead of whacking someone, he has to sort of stand five foot away. To yeah. Them. Also, I, I thought it was a bit strange, even the way the Doctor dealt with them. He didn't immediately know that they were, 
killers, monsters. Yeah. He just immediately, what is that monster? Yeah. Doesn't try to communicate with it, doesn't no. find out if it's intelligent. No. It's, it's just immediately, it's a monster. It's a monster. Yeah. It has to be dealt with. Yeah. yeah. And the, the slightly bizarre, I, I've got to wonder who, whether this was ad-libbed or written in or actual agreement is with it, but Tom Baker wandering around with a dog whistle playing Pied Piper, and the whole thing is done silently, so you can't hear anything. Yeah. Because it's a dog mm. whistle. Surely, yeah, yeah. You know, it does <laughs> seem slightly strange. Well, I assume that was written in. You do kind of get the feeling that they're giving up. <laughs> well, it was a but tough these, time. The, but... These were stories where they'd done the best with what they got, but yeah. you, the, the spark had gone out a bit. And yeah. I'm not surprised it was the penultimate season for yeah. Tom because it was the shine had gone off. Well, even even so, watching this and comparing it with season 18, The Legend, yeah, the production values. It's, it seems like um, Horns, uh, not Horns of Norman, uh, Nightmare of Evil was Eden. done five years before Leisure Hive rather than one year. It mm. is a night and day, isn't it? Yeah. When JNT took over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, for all that, every, all that JNT became, he was a breath of fresh air at uh, he, the time. Uh, mm. For the time, he's, he's what the show needed. He just stayed too long. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, what what would your recommendations to someone if they, other than fulfilling gaps into the mm. stories and that, would you recommend someone um, went out and bought it now or wait till they saw it in the second hand shop? Wait oh. until they saw it in the second hand shop. Certainly, wait for it to come down to blow ten pounds and <laughs> drink it with wine. Yeah, my recommendation <laughs> with is wine. lots and lots of alcohol. <laughs> there, there's some good documentaries on there talking about yeah, the, the problems yeah. they had and the fact that the producer had to take over directing it and yeah, all this sort of thing. Well, I mean, it certainly sounds like an episode that was beset with uh, sort of plenty of problems anyway. Oh, it was. It yeah, was. And perhaps it showed him near the uh, finished uh, product. Yeah, mm. and it's a, it's a real shame that that season overall is, is rather poor because the script editor is Douglas Adams. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah which is very unusual, that is. One for the collection, but not necessarily a mm. vital one for the collection. <laughs> yeah. For completist only, I think. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen... For your delight and delectation, we bring you another round of Things in Five Words. He is not an imbecile! Harry Harry Sullivan! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Very dangerous and quite smutty. Amy Pond. No. <laughs> no, I think it is. Oh, <laughs> Help Presidente when someone mm. becomes between him and Amy Bond. No. River Song? No. Oh. Very <laughs> smutty. Quite dangerous and very smutty. No, very dangerous and quite, quite. smutty. <laughs> oh, close enough. Mm. Big difference. <laughs> Apparently, the difference is important. Oh, yeah. Dangerous mm. and quite smutty. You were on the right track with your first answer, but you weren't quite there. <laughs> Rory? <laughs> Rory's big weapon. <laughs> no. And this was featured in several episodes. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Very dangerous and quite smutty. Captain Jack? <laughs> no. Uh, Roman outfit, uh, police uniform. Uh, Why is that dangerous? Would you like a clue? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It appeared on the side of a star whale. Ah, oh, a crack in time. Amy's crack. Amy's mm. crack. Oh. There you go. <laughs> right, I've got one. Bad Scott has spinning wheel. Bad Scott has spinning wheel. Spinning wheel. Mm. Is this a Doctor Who thing? No, it's a TV programme. It's a TV programme. Mm. Mm. Yeah, more fantasy than sci-fi. Mm. 
Mm. Is this a Game of Thrones thing? No. Oh, that's me beat then. <laughs> um... <laughs> Give us a clue. Mm. Yeah, Doppler effect. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Doppler effect. Seven vertically challenged people. The dwarfs. I was going to say Cinderella, but that's Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Is it the um the evil queen? <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> Uh, is it Mel Gibson? No, <laughs> 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 um, I'm up. No. It's um, Robert Carlyle. He plays um, Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, yeah. yes, in Once Upon a Time. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Gets a kick from Ingress. Ingress? The database. No. <laughs> Gets a kick from, from Ingress. Yes. In grid. <laughs> and this is not who, and it's more of a, a thing. More of a thing, eh? A, a stair lift. No. <laughs> but you're along the right line. It's <laughs> <laughs> a kick from ingress. Ingress? What's yeah. ingress? What's ingress? Going in. Coming in. Entrance. Mm-hmm. Though it could be exit. No idea. We're <laughs> <laughs> not doing very well no. tonight. Give us a clue. A clue. Yeah. We've got them here, but they're silent. Daleks? <laughs> no, no. Use it every day without thinking about it. Brains? No, 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 no. I don't know. No. <laughs> yep. Doors, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Glad to be of service. Okay, an easier one then. Go on then. Biscuity. <laughs> Here today, gone tomorrow. We're just making up words. I am. <laughs> hang on, hang on. We know what the answer is. We've just got to try- no. We know so what the answer is. We've just got to try to connect it with Amy Pond. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not nothing through a doctor. <laughs> Biscuity hair today, gone tomorrow. God. Um, here's some music. Mm, I've, I've got an idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Then. Biscuity. Yeah. Yes. Hair today gone tomorrow. Is it me by any chance? <laughs> no, 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 no. As in crumbly. Crumbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I can see You're right, but no. Yeah. Right. Mm. No. Nope. You've got a very shiny <laughs> head. <laughs> a lot of people have said that actually. <laughs> it's a character from uh, an American. Sci-fi. Garibaldi! Yes! (laughs) Well, I have a really, really easy one. Stoker's creatures based on folklore. Stoker's creatures? Vampires. Vampires, Yes. Yes. Cool. Okay. Right, here's another TV series. Southern City has ambulatory stiffs. That's uh, true blood. What? what, Wait, walking the dead? <laughs> what do you mean, Southampton? <laughs> is it is it Walking Dead? Mm, yep. Yeah. Ah, because it's set in Atlanta. Ah. ah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for things in five words. Yeah. We've run out of words. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you've got any things oh, with five words, don't just give them to us. Keep them to yourself. <laughs> if you can think of something else, we mm. can do because we're running out of things <laughs> in five words. <laughs> yeah, please send it to show at staggering stories. Dot com or net, Punk. one or the other. <laughs> Send it to both. <laughs> right, we have been watching further videos, DVDs, Ooh, and things. <laughs> Definitely things. Yeah, uh, our Ooh. ongoing, our eternally <laughs> ongoing it's about a year and a half, I think. Yeah, <laughs> review of Red Dwarf. Why? Why? Please take me now. <laughs> 
I've been watching Rome. <laughs> we told you to watch Red Dwarf. It's not our fault that you watched Rome instead. <laughs> I liked watching it. Anyway. Did you see that Ben's admitted to head? No, 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 oh, yes, no, yes. Red Dwarf, no. Red Dwarf. Oh, sorry. Remember, you're the one who's meant to be editing this. I thought it was something interesting. No, I'm not. I've got three meetings this week, so if Ooh. we want it done, it's not going to be me, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Talk right, away, then. Easier for Adam, then. OK. Uh, yes, we've been watching uh, season five, Red Dwarf. Perhaps, yeah. in my opinion, the last of the good season five. Yep. Mm, 1992. Yeah. Yes. Blimey, that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Overall, my first observation of this is, as you said, it was 95. The model work... Two. The model work and uh, the F, the special effects are still surprisingly mm. quite good. Yes. Are, they, mean, in, was, are it, they in Starbuck now? There's, no. Well, they, they still have... A lot the of red, the time. They mm. still have the Red Wolf, but virtually oh, right. mm. nearly all of the uh, stories set aboard various, uh, red, uh, various Starbucks. Yes, yeah. But like I said, it's the first, probably the first use of CGI for the force fields and whatever. I, I think know. Uh, certainly early use. Yeah, the CGI doesn't stand up so well. Well, as compared I said, to it, model shots, it, it's, but. Ba- it's but the CGI work was based. I'm talking Inquisitor here. The, yeah. the globes and the force fields that were thrown around people didn't look great, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, so we have quickly name the episodes before we talk about them properly. I suppose we have Hollow Ship. Mm-hmm. The Inquisitor, mm-hmm. Terraform, mm-hmm. Quarantine, mm-hmm. Demons and Angels, mm-hmm. and finally the rather good Back to Reality. Mm-hmm. So not a bad list. No, um, as I said, watching them, watching them the other night, yeah. um, I, I still found it entertaining. It was still enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I still maintain that it's not quite as good as a previous season. No, it's not. But it, it is not as bad as it gets by a long shot. It gets much worse. <laughs> Do you want to it for me? What yep. spoils it for um, From season one, of course, Rim has been a bit of a dick. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, you know he's yeah. a dick. Yeah. But it gets nasty now. It seems to be them against him the whole time. And, yeah. Mm. You know, it gets to the petty nastiness that you get at schools when you know kids are like 13 or 14 and it made some of them thoroughly unpleasant to watch mm. stupid things like when the cat's meant to be launching a scouter yeah. and of course rimmer's being a bit of a bit of a twit saying as i should tell him to say that that's my job and instead of them going yeah 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 whatever mate okay they act like naughty school kids and won't do what he asks them to do so he has to storm off in a huff and we get too much of that and yeah sport me enjoyment a lot in many ways it is quite a rimmer centric season there was there was Mm -hmm. quite a few uh, said to wonder who wrote or hoped to write this episode oh the one where he gets his nipples oiled (laughs) (laughs) seemed quite like that one uh, (laughs) the holoship one when we actually got to have sex sex with someone yeah with with um Bubble. Bubble from yeah. <laughs> Absolutely from... Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they're all written by Rob Grant and Doug Naylor. They were mm-hmm. still together yeah, at that time. At this, yeah. uh, I think the uh, the rift happened in the interseason break where they were writing the next season. Uh, all of season six is also is it? both of them. Oh, it's season seven, which oh. is when they've had the, the bust up. Uh. But yeah, this again, oddly, like uh, Nightmare of Eden. The director had uh, a problem and didn't make it to the end of the season. Oh. Up till now, the previous four seasons have all been directed by Ed Bai. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's married to Ruby Wax, 
and uh, she twisted his arm to do some directing for her. So he wasn't around to do this season. So um, instead, instead they got in uh, Juliet May, ah. who was recommended by, um, I think it was Jackson, whatever his name is, the, the old uh, producer of it. And she had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Much like uh, Alan Bromley from yeah. Nightmare Reed. Never done any science fiction, had no idea the technology, completely out of her depth. And basically had to give it up and left Grant Naylor. Oh. Yeah, Rob Grant and Doug Naylor to take over yeah. and direct yeah. half of them. So going back to something you said with the uh, um, nastiness, mm. and it was something you mentioned while we was actually watching it The Inquisitor. Yeah. It's uh, oh, to justify yeah. your existence. That was pretty, if you think about that one, it was a pretty deep episode, and you mm. find yourself wondering if it happened to you. Would you be one of the ones who was wiped from existence? Yeah. Would you be able to justify yourself? And Have we all got that little inner, ooh, I could do so much more, I'm not, you know, I'm not worthwhile? And mm. what struck me act- actually was the time was Rimmer's justification. That was sad. That, that, that was genuinely sad. Mm. His, His parents uh, were so screwed up that... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, anything he achieved was always going to be yeah, an achievement. As, as, as he says, uh, I'm a screwed up neurotic egotist, but where from where I started, that is up. Yeah. Which I don't know if it really makes I, sense given I, what I, his I, brothers have done. I, I know <laughs> that. Same but environments, but even, even so, it does. It strikes me as slightly sad. It does, yeah. and it's, it's been pathos. said before. The pathos there. Yeah. It's yeah. been said before that his brothers were these high achievers and that, and he never quite kept up. Yeah. And so it is quite sad that. You know, he wasn't seen as an individual by his parents. He was just seen as a failure. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, mm. I was a little bit concerned with that episode in particular. In they're basically repeating themselves. That's the same as Justice World. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. To a certain extent, Where, a different angle. Yeah, yeah it was just and, the same. And as I said, watching the rest of that episode is they're they're replaced by the alternate Lister and alternate Crichton. Yeah, mm. and. How are their lives different from our Lister and our Crichton? Because they've ended up in exactly the same place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) They don't seem to be any better. They don't seem to have done anything more. No. And how can Crichton possibly be counted with Lister, Rimmer and the cat when he... Well, he's a robot. He essentially well, has no sentience. That, that, mm. that, is an, wow. that is another thing that actually struck me. I, we seem to be dissecting this one to pieces. Yeah, okay. But it struck me at the point is to, for Crichton to have done anything, he, they told him they should, he should have broken his programme and made his own decisions. Mm. And she did. And, and then later in the same episode, mm-hmm. you have uh, Lister saying to Crichton, I made you break your episode. I know when you're lying because your leg twitches. <laughs> if you were pre-programmed, you couldn't lie. Yes. So, so it's all mm. Lister's fault anyway. Well, well basically, <laughs> Lister has done something in helping Crichton break his programme. Yeah. And Crichton has broken his programming, yeah. uh, justifying his existence. Yeah. But... And I was surprised in um, Justice World, the whole thing with Rimmer killing off the entire crew came mm. up. Yeah. Why didn't that come up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for yourself. You Although, killed a thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> Although the cats was just brilliant. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've brought pleasure to, the, to millions because I have such a fantastic ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but some people would say that's a shallow argument. <laughs> some people would say I'm a shallow guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it still has its moments. It it's does. Still, yeah. It's still very enjoyable. Mm. I mean, uh, I think it's the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse has been voted the best uh, Red Dwarf episode. I have to disagree. It's got to be better than life. I think it's I th- not okay. better than life. Back to reality. Back to reality. Mm. I think yeah. back to reality. Back to yeah. reality is a superb, 
Superb. Well, so this is, they've just got, into, they've got mm. into Starbug by this point, haven't they? Because yeah. the one before <clears throat> Demons and Angels is when they evacuate well, Starbug. Uh, Demons Red and Angels yeah. when they evacuate Red Dwarf and it gets blown up, mm. but it gets yeah. recreated. And they get a good uh, and bad one. They, mm. uh, no, it gets recreated at the end of the episode, so they go back to Red Dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why the next season I think they left Red Dwarf behind is because they had blown up the model. Yeah, they had. Although they could have made a new one. They, yeah. they, they, I'm not sure if they had the budget to make a new they one. They did actually make a new one for this season. Yeah, and blew it up. <laughs> I don't know what the premise. I think maybe sets were more of the issue because you didn't see much Red Dwarf. No, in this I season. think there's only a couple of times that we, we saw. The only time you saw the quarters was probably when they redressed it for the quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, Back to Reality, I think, was one, one of the better ones because I haven't really re-watched them yeah. since they went out. So this is from your memory from 1992, isn't it? Kind of. <laughs> but I do remember Back to Reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's one of those ones that stuck out at that time mm. and it's one of the ones sort of like watching again that... Yes, I remember that. And I remember at the time thinking that was actually... Because yeah. nowadays, you know, Tron and all the rest of it, the idea of virtual reality and interrelating to it is quite old hat. Yeah. Mm. But then yeah. it was quite groundbreaking, mm. that idea of getting into the machine, of plugging yeah. in directly. Mm-hmm. And I thought that one was done very well as well. Mm. And it brought us Dwayne Dibley. Yeah, yeah it brought us Dwayne the Dibley. The Yeah. Well, have you heard some... Some boffin bloke. Um, he's done an inception. He's invented a sleeping mask that helps you organise your dreams. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, this was actually a, a group hallucination rather yeah. than a computer-generated yeah. environment. Because they did that a couple of years earlier. Oh, yeah, Marilyn Monroe and the... Yeah. Yeah. Back, back to the... Uh, not better than life. Better than life, yeah. yeah. But the thing that got me with this one when it first broadcast, back to reality, is... We knew it was the final one of the season. Mm. We didn't know if there'd be any more. So, and I, I, tr- I remember really believing that this was the end, and they really were. Yeah, uh, the whole thing in was a game for a the entire series. Yeah. It did for uh, me. Was, it was well done as well because it kind of like left you with that yeah. impression. Mm. At the and end of it. I have to say, I think it did one of the most spectacular car chases I have ever seen <laughs> on a BBC <laughs> yeah. budget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all sitting on boxes, yeah. looking up helicopters. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick, the, uh, the ramps life lifting. Whoa, put you went down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all done on boxes yeah, yeah so I do remember that scene yeah but I did like uh, Thor Gunman of the Apocalypse that's yep. next season mm. Gunman of the Apocalypse mm. yeah it was nice to see Chris Barry wearing a Little House on the Prairie style dress oh, yeah, in quarantine. Mr. Flibble and stuff of legend. And I yeah. do have to think that uh, Christopher Barry must have been channeling Serverland for uh, Angels and Demons. Oh, <laughs> yeah. with the gimp outfit. The gimp outfit, oh. the fishnets, the feathered collar, yeah. the sliding head. That yeah. was. <laughs> Very disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Was that the episode where he came up with those, that memorable line, I'm going to beat you to within an inch yes. of your life, life and then, and I'm, then going I'm going to, to have, have you. you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just seem to be enjoying Not it so right. much. Yeah. That was rather worrying, that, that was, wasn't it? That was, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of good ideas, I think. I didn't actually notice any problems with direction, particularly. No, no. I'm not the great uh, one for noticing these things, but... As as I said before, um, with the first couple of seasons, I wasn't quite happy watching it because of various things that jarred for me. Mm -hmm. This one, I'm still happy watching it, still happy re-watching it. Yeah, I... There's there's enough, still enough there to entertain me. 
still some good ideas. I'm a bit concerned at this point that they're starting to repeat themselves yeah. a bit. They did a couple of jokes with the cat twice yeah. already. It makes it a lot worse the season must yeah. go on. I think, I think this season we had the birth of the Space Corps directive, though I think it was Rimmer who used it rather than uh, Crichton. Yeah. You know, uh, what about Space Corps directive number 41553? What? No officer shall uh, product... Uh, what is it, all sex in a zero-G environment? I think that might have been there in earlier seasons, but this time Rimmer calls Crichton yeah. on it and gets a yeah. copy of them that's, himself. That's the, that's the um, quarantine. quarantine. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's the, why don't we uh, raise the shields? Well, two very pertinent yeah. questions. No, yeah, One, we, don't we don't have any shields. Two, two we don't, don't have any shields. And they think that, that twice yeah. with yeah. Robbie Robkin pants. Yeah. 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 Out of all of them, Cat suffered the most for lack of mm. character development. Yeah. Well, besides Holly. <laughs> well, yeah, I think mm. Crichton has, has shoehorned himself, uh, been written to, shoehorned, or got most of the Holly lines. Yeah, uh, Holly, in fact, this is the end of Holly this season. At least until the final season yeah when he he, he returns um yeah for me it's starting to go downhill but not rapidly at this point <laughs> no. but it is over the peak <laughs> <laughs> but i know it gets a lot well i remember it getting a lot worse it's gonna be yeah. interesting to see how much worse it really yeah, does get it. yeah mm. well as you say me sort of um, that season will be memorable for myself yeah for the uh, disturbing sights of chris barry <laughs> yeah sort of firstly wearing um a gingham dress and having uh pigtails yeah yeah, yeah. and then basically being a, a bondage freak with um, yeah. and a then pon- be oiled up by yeah. <laughs> yes, half <laughs> naked slave girls. <laughs> yeah, with a penchant for rough sex. I mean, yeah. <laughs> does yeah. not help to help us go down any easier, mm. is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> so it is. Looking back, it's surprising how Rimmer centric it is. Mm. Uh, we we say that Crichton's starting to take over, but it's still the storylines yeah. are more Rimmer based. Well, uh, Hollowship, I think, was the one that Patrick Stewart was watching. Was he? Oh, what, when he threw his rattle out of his pram and yeah, wanted yeah. to sue. Yeah, and then actually started watching it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think it was on one of the Red Dwarf nights. He had an yeah. interview with Patrick Stewart, and he sat there and said, "I watched this program and thought, my God, they are taking the absolute Mickey from our show." I was just reaching for the phone to call the lawyer when I. <laughs> I actually started watching it and uh-huh. enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid it's not one I tend to rewatch too often. <laughs> but worth worth watching, I think that one. You lovely people. <gasps> what? You we forgot what? what to say. Oh, oh no! Hello. To to say say give me him. the yogurt. Oh, him. him. <laughs> Him. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he's lo- Don't turn round, Adam. He's no, just, just above Adam's don't head. Don't turn round. He's looking askew at us. <laughs> Something's annoyed him. It's because mm. we forgot to say anything uh, to him. Oh. Hello. Hello, Hello, Hello. You're going to be replaced. Soon to be retired. That <laughs> <laughs> means we don't have to say hello to her anymore. Yeah. So we have to say hello to hello, someone. Fascist box. Hello, hello fascist box. Hello, Graham. Graham. Dangerous Churchill. Various bondage. Did you know they had a perk where you're still getting people like his Facebook and joining him? Good, good. He's getting quite a follower. Yes, Head of Pertwee has his own Facebook page. Must do more with that. <laughs> yes. I wonder if Mark Zuckerberg has signed up to it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Use heads for big enough already. <laughs> anyway, you dear people, you've been writing to us. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Mm, thank yes. you. Thank you. And thank you. We've heard from Evil Dave. Hello, Evil Dave. He says, hello, Staggerers, the head of Pertwee and Assorted Icons. Evil <laughs> Dave here. I'm writing in as your friendly neighbourhood goth as the 22nd of May is World Goth Day. Oh. We at the Inside Outcast podcast, Plug Plug, will be featuring a musical episode the week of the 22nd. Oh. We have songs from some pretty big name artists in the scene as well as a number of lesser known newcomers. This is only the fourth annual Goth Day. It having started upon your lovely aisle as one of the BBC radio stations started playing a different musical genre for each day. Oh, it'll be Radio 2. Will be. <laughs> ah. Word got around the gothic community and they made as much of a deal of it as they could in the short amount of time. We featured our first Goth Day episode the very next year, showing that Goth Day had reached the States. <laughs> much thanks go to DJ Martin Old Goth and <laughs> DJ Cruel Britannia, both Brits, for spreading the word. Right. <laughs> our Goth Day show will be episode 141, yes, 141, I remember listening to Staggering Stories before we even started our podcast. Oh. Weird. Anyhow, Staggering Stories is a clean podcast, more or less. <laughs> no. I'm looking at you, fake Keith. <laughs> Potty mouth, Keith. Nothing that is, isn't I it? have to warn your younger or more sensitive listeners that our show is explicit. Shame oh. on us. Oh. They say bum. Anyhow, in order to honour World Goth Day, other than shameless self-promotion, I have included some things in five words. No worries, the answers are well within your wheelhouse, I'm pretty sure. I doubt it tonight. Have a look. You're not meant to look at the answers. One. Deceased guitarist seeks girlfriend's vengeance. You're not uh, going to get this because none of you have seen it. Deceased guitarist. <laughs> no, no, no. Jimi Hendrix. Is it um, a film then? It's a oh, film. It's a film. Yes. And it's got a. Oh, the crow. Oh, you have ah, seen yes. it. There you go. Number two. Yep. Dark Samurai is his daddy. Oh, it's Darth Vader, isn't it? It yes. is. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Number three. Self-proclaimed prince teaches potions. Snape. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number four, Carfax Abbey resident bears fangs. Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, lady inked with winged reptile. Girl with the dragon tattoo. Yep. Ah. <laughs> Number six, not approach with raised hands. Ah. It is as is easy as it is sounds. Curse of Fenric? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, oh well. Number seven. Rich orphan cosplay fight a cosplayer fights crime. I like this one. <laughs> it's oh. gonna be Batman, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks, podcasters, for your continually entertaining and engaging show. Evil Dave, the Inside Outcast Podcast, geekplanetonline.com. Plug plug plug. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, thank you. We have one here from Nick. Hello, Nick. Nick. He says, Hello all. I was going to try and not be pedantic when you talked about the Avengers last podcast, (laughs) but I can't help it. The geek has taken over and I need to vent, so here we go. Vent away. Real Keith is half right. Due to a miniseries called Battle Scars that finished less than a month ago, Nick Fury is the standard Marvel Universe is now black. However, it's his son, who was originally named Marcus Johnson, 
and I will continue calling him that because the explanation behind calling him Nick Fury is insulting to the intelligence of comic book fans. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> the idea for a black Nick Fury has been in Marvel Comics since 2000, when Marvel launched its lines of Ultimate Comics. Ah. These comics are set in a new universe that's closer to ours and accessible for new readers. The well, Avengers, it wasn't 2000 anyway. <laughs> the Avengers, known as the Ultimates in that universe were brought together by a black Nick Fury that looked remarkably like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Hence the reason he was hired to play the role in the post credit sequence of Iron Man. Ah, I stand corrected. In defence of Jeremy Renner, who played Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye... He had a he name, did he? <laughs> Clint Barton. He has been nominated for an Academy Award in the past, and I personally think he is well served during, during the movie, despite the limited screen time, 12 minutes. The problem is he's playing possessed, though. Not much he can do with that, is yeah. he? Yeah. Mm, well, also, to answer Gene's question, all the major players in the films were signed to multiple movie, movie contracts. RJD was signed for three Iron Man movies, plus Avengers. Mm. Yes, um, Iron Man 3 is going into production very shortly, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo has admitted in interviews he's signed to appear in another six movies for Marvel. Blimey. Wow, yeah. Whether those roles will be big or small is yet to be determined, though it has been reported that a planned third Hulk movie has been cancelled. Whether that's still the case is to be announced. I suspect not now. I got to see this with a cinema full of other nerds, <laughs> and it was an event organised by my local comic book shop. Ah. Some people came dressed as superheroes, one guy came dressed as Batman, to be contrary. <laughs> <laughs> but we all had fun. Nobody talked and no mobile phones, uh, phones went off. It was a perfect cinema viewing experience. Mm, good. I'll just say quickly that as a fan of comics, for going on 15 years, I loved this movie. It's everything I could have asked for in, a, in an Avengers movie. It was smart and funny and even had Stanley in it. <laughs> yes, 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 it did. I laughed at that in the, in the cinema. I was the only one that recognised Stanley. Mm, no, really. <laughs> we'll never have superheroes in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regards, Nick. Thank you, you, Nick. A lot yeah. of people at the Crawley Cinema got that, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. many people... It was very quick on stage screen, and I but, think mm. there are... You've got to know it's Stanley, or you don't, if you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think it was a little cheer when I saw there, it. Yeah, there was yeah. when we saw yeah. it, yeah. yeah. No, I, I giggled, and it was almost like I had the feeling that in the dark, a room full of people had just turned around and looked well, at me. Well, <laughs> I can't remember which one it was, but the SFX we went to, they had the most disappointing thing in films this year, was, oh. was Stanley not appearing in, I think it was Captain America? Yeah, mm, yeah. so he did be. this apology yeah. video about <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a short one. Oh, from yeah. Andre. Yeah, but what about the letter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Andre. Hello, Andre. Now I could be really rotten to you, Andre, and do this in an American accent, but I won't. <laughs> no, go on. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a brief email to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you. he's got to you all. Uh, <laughs> in podcast 102, you admitted 102. that... Yes. You admitted that you were not fans of Americans doing fake accents. Sorry, doing fake British accents. Yeah. Very, mm -hmm. very poorly done mock accents. Yep. It goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that, yeah. That Walton parody was... <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely the worst. Sorry. And I mean in capital letters shouting, worst. This was not my idea. I said that we shouldn't do it. American <laughs> accent, let alone... Virginian accent <laughs> that the Western world has ever heard. Sorry. Sorry. That's all. 
Hugs and kisses. Okay. <laughs> Go and brush your hair. Oh, oh. you can't. Oh. oh. <laughs> Consider ourselves castigated. Yep. Though, to be fair, we won't do it seriously. I'm no, like Dick no. Van Dyke tried. It's, yeah. it's, four, it's four lines, but boy, is he expressing himself. <laughs> Okay. One here from Will. Oh, oh yeah. Will. Hello, Will. Will. Hello, says, Will. Will should really be in bed by now. It's just very late. Can I have another jelly, baby? Yes, you can. Thank you. Hey, guys, it's Will. Hello. Hello. Ha 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 Bang thump, 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 bang thump. A time lord committing suicide. Yes. Captain Jack. If you want me to stop with the ha-has, just say stop. Stop! I enjoyed your last podcast and enjoyed watching Dragonfire. I have also enjoyed Community. Very funny. Yes. I was wondering, Will... When you start a sentence with the word I, it's a capital. Oh, Will, God. I apologise for my pedantic one. fellow podcast. I was wondering how we can, brackets, me and Gareth, a.k.a. The Liberating Podcast, uh-huh. could join the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance, because we would really like it. Please. <laughs> yeah, we get the idea, Will, we get the idea. Thanks. Will, P.S. I have ungrounded you because I'm nice. Bye-bye. Oh, thank, thank, you. Will. thank you. We know you're nice. It's just your dad. Sure, watch him. <laughs> will, you, will you email them about the podcast? They're already part of it now. It's um, already been done. It's all we need uh, done. Fi- Mr. Fix-It. Are they allow- allow- they're now part of the alliance. <laughs> Does it? that yeah. mean... They get the Blake- special rings and the badges. What is it called that Vos Blake comes after us all <laughs> with Avon and Villa? <laughs> right. I have a letter here from... Adrian. Hello, Hello. Adrian. Adrian. Hi, Adam. Hello. And team. Oh, <laughs> sod you, then. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently... Adrian's a wanker. Adrian's Apparently... Karen G wants to be on Inspector Space Time. Uh, yep, yep. And he's got... I got still a... don't know what that programme is. Well, YouTube it. YouTube it. And um, she's got a YouTube link here. Ah. Yep, yep. She? Uh, no, he. Well, he. Gillen. I may have called him a wanker, but I didn't call him a girl. <laughs> I, suppose, I guess she could play a version of the master, but instead be called, wait for it, mm. the mistress. Oh, yeah. <gasps> she could be my... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> With her sonic switch. Switch. Mm. Oh, yeah, switch. Oh, yeah. switch. Not Ouch. click. <laughs> it does say ouch. Ah. Sounds good to me. Later, Adrian from America. Adam's in his <laughs> bunk. P.S. <laughs> My apologies to Gene and fake Keith. That's all it says. Won't say why. why? What have like... you done? <laughs> that's that's the question, isn't it? I don't know why he's apologised. Nor to do us. I. So what has he done? <laughs> yeah. Is it the previous letter? Possibly. Mm. It gets no elucita- elucidations. Uh, don't make up words. <laughs> I'm sorry. If it was good enough for Shakespeare, it's good enough for Keith. <laughs> no. Elucidations. No. <laughs> so have we missed something then? Adrian's ticked us off, and we've forgotten. <laughs> your apology is not accepted because we can't remember <laughs> what you're apologising for. When you get to our age. Yeah. Yeah. Eh? I saw this wonderful... Quarter past three. Wonderful oh, yes. message on Facebook that it says, when I get oh, yes. old, 
I don't want people to think, oh, there's a nice old lady. I want people to think, oh, Christ, what's she going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you urinate on the bench. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Although those, 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 those tenor lady <laughs> pads are quite mm. good. Probably. Are they? Okay. <laughs> this is well. <laughs> they do them in reinforced ones for old ladies. <laughs> you wait, you'll wait to an age where, as it's put so nicely, you become suspicious of every fart. <laughs> you never learn to trust one as a gentleman. <laughs> and coughing can be disastrous. Yeah. We might have our problems, but buttons. they sneak up on you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on Let's Talk in Continents. <laughs> Too late. Anyway, back to the letters. We have one for Misha. Hello, Hello Misha. Misha. Sorry about the level of the conversation. Misha doesn't have problems with incontinence. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to now. Look yeah. what the next bunch of letters are going to be like. Hello, team. Hello, Hello, Hello Misha. Misha. My girlfriend alerted me to these. As I get staggering headaches from 3D films, I thought you guys might like them too. www.2dglasses.com We'll put a link in the show notes. They're effectively for when you can't get a 2D showing, I think. Well, so you put them on and the 3D turns into 2D. Apparently, yeah. But you've paid the extra six quid. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, any problem. It's worth noting, however, that you can make them yourself. Ooh. There's more science behind it, but effectively all you do is this. Take two pairs of 3D glasses. Can we have the Blue Peter music over this? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any? Oh, do the theme music. <laughs> Take two pairs of 3D glasses. Swap the right-hand lens for the left-hand lens and the other. You should just be able to pop them out easily enough, yeah. as it were. Put them into the other pair. So one pair is two of the right... And the other has two of the left-hand ones. Due to some science magic, this gives you 2D glasses. Mm. It's also with positive negative light. All the best, Misha. Thank you, Thank Misha. Misha. You, you boffin, you... Big one. Thing is, <laughs> it's polarised. Because right, if you've got two pairs of glasses, one that's got both of the right lenses in, yeah. and one that's colour-coded to both of the left lenses... Yeah, Do you wear them together or separately? Separately. Gives you, gives yeah. you two sets of glasses that are effective. Yeah, so you get two pairs of 2D glasses, mm. which filter out... The 3D stuff. One half of the... Uh, well, one half of the frames. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> It's a good idea, but as you say, you've, you've paid the extra money for the 3D. I think it's, it possibly is helpful if you do get some places where, for some reason, the movie industry thinks we only want to see 3D versions and don't actually put the 2D version on. Yeah, true. Any more letters? We have some audio feedback. Woo-hoo. One from Reese. Hello, team. It's Hello, been Reese. a long time with no audio feedback from me because yeah. last time I wrote in was, well, writing in. Yes. Mm. I could have said that better. Last time I said in feedback was writing in. Yes. Anyway, uh, and also last episode, <clears throat> I completely missed the deadline for feedback. In fact, I didn't send any in because I knew I'd missed it. Anyway, this is just on time, I hope. It is. Um, you, yeah. And I'm going to talk about the Avengers, which ah, I good, talked about good. last time. Although, of course, in the UK, as you pointed out, it was called the Avengers Assemble. Mm. Quick transformer. Yep. Although, yes. really, why that wouldn't cause confusion, I don't know, because it could have been a remake of that other Avengers, which, honestly, I don't know anything about. But, <laughs> you, you know, it could have been those Avengers, those characters assembling. But anyway... That's why I think they stuck the word assemble I love at the them. end. Yeah. <laughs> to stop confusion. It's actually I completely agree with Fakey. This yeah. is probably my new favourite film for 
various reasons. Maybe it's my new favourite film of its type because there are so many other amazing films out there like The King's Speech, for example, but that's for something completely different. Yes. That's so good for just other things. So I just, I really like The Avengers because... I liked it because it succeeded to get many people who obviously weren't science fiction fans or comic book fans to love it. I haven't read any of the comics yet. I think maybe if I had, I would would have been even more excited. But I have seen the films as they've come out and enjoyed most of them too, uh, which is the thing. Uh, A lot of people don't think much of Superhippo. I was going to say superhero. Superhero. Superhero films because they can be quite cheesy. I mean, is it a bog? <clears throat> look at Batman and Robin. Is it a Maybe crocodile? cheesy yeah. isn't so right. Isn't the right word. Or Batman Forever, or other ones like that. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. When I was young, I really liked them. Please note the words when I was younger. I didn't <laughs> know much about plot and writing and maybe acting. And anyway, um, I just I love the fact that it was. A brilliant mix of humour, drama, and um, nudity, action as well. <laughs> but it, it just oh, had everything in it. Films I think. you've been watching. <laughs> Sometimes the humour could have been a bit too slapstick, well, but they didn't Twitter have feeds, too many it? of those moments for it to be slapstick. So it was all right on that sense. Um, basically, I love this film because Joss Whedon did a wonderful job with directing and the script. For example, when it had the Iron Man scenes, it seemed like you were watching a scene out of the Iron Man movies. Hmm. And then Agent Phil turned up. Phil. Poor old Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like Fakey said, that's a very Joss Whedon thing, taking a well-loved, quite likeable character and killing him. Killing him, yep. Joss... Is there something wrong? <laughs> anyway. He was um, abused as a child, I think. But and still I as think adult. it was, you know, it was yeah. the right thing to do. And it was very much like Serenity, like um, Adam said. Yeah. But it was still quite sad. I have only seen this movie once, and I have mm, to admit, and this is something I'm, I would be ashamed about if it was any other movie or film. I want to go back and I want to yes. see it yes. in 3D. Oh. I'm normally one who thinks 3D is rubbish, it's just a way to make money, all the various complaints that we've all thrown out about 3D, but this is one that I think is what 3D is meant for. I mean, I saw um, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the latest one in 3D, and that was fun. That was a rare thing for us to go to the cinema in general, but mm. seeing it in 3D made it even more of a, a treat. So it I was made think in 3D, maybe was if I wanted to see this in 3D, it'd be even well. cooler, and it'd make it even more special for me. This wasn't made in 3D, it's the only problem. I think I might just quickly go a bit more in depth about everything. I've given you my views, although I've been going on for about five minutes now. (laughs) I know not how to condense words. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with Adam about The Incredible Hulk and The Hulk, or whatever the other one was called. They're not that good. Actually, the annoying thing is I did go back and watch The Incredible Hulk recently after seeing The Avengers, and to be honest... It's really good until the last quarter. Then it descends into the Hulk and the Abomination yeah. fighting each other, throwing cars around and going, Raw! And yeah, <laughs> don't really care and knows yeah. they win. Apart from that, the rest of it is really good, which I felt cheated because I was actually watching it again thinking, okay, um, I liked it the first time I saw it, but then as I've gotten older and learned how to dissect plots, I guess, or, you know, the quality of a movie. I've always thought, no, no, it's not that good. I remembered the bad bits. But I agree, the Hulk's character is really good, and Mark Ruffalo, if that's his 
last name if that's how you pronounce it Ruffalo. I've heard it pronounced Ruffalo, Ruffalo, Ruffalo. but it could be the same thing as Benedict Cabbage Patch Cumberbatch <laughs> Cumberbund whatever I think he did a fantastic yeah. job he and, did uh, I think yeah wouldn't yeah. mind seeing him in a film uh, the Hulk film on his own I think he did a better Obviously, job than the I've previous two in film. I've Probably, seen him in the yeah. Avengers duh <laughs> um, but yeah mind you this is going to be tough having their solo films on their own after having the Avengers. Now, obviously, story-wise, these guys are called on for when the situation's really bad and the Earth's going to get destroyed and various things like that. But writing-wise, how are you going to do that? I mean, I don't know how they're going to do another Transformers film, if they are. They I'm are. <laughs> not going to talk about them for too long. But number one was fairly basic and small compared to number three. Number two, bit bigger, but no huge stakes in number three the entire mm. planet is at risk of being taken over by the baddies <laughs> yeah. so oh, i don't know how they're going to get well. bigger than that in fact it's the same thing with doctor who's season finales they want to get bigger and they want to get more dramatic well, it's going to get to a point where you can't yeah. you can't be believable mm. and you just should let them just have fun yeah i'm just thinking how they're going to do it with the standalone movies single character movies for um iron man and thor and things like that Obviously, they've commissioned them, but it's still going to be quite difficult because why can't Tony just call Dr. Banner or, you know, call S.H.I.E.L.D. and have Hawkeye and Black Widow come and help him? But yeah. then again, I'm not a writer and they might be able to figure it out. I think in um, his case it'd be too... I hope they just sign Joss Whedon up to do the <laughs> Avengers film every five years or whatever <laughs> because he did such a good job. And honestly, I can't see it being so successful without him. Probably just yeah. me being a bit, you know fanboyish there but good he is yeah. brilliant yes. at what he mm. does now there's one thing being myself that I haven't mentioned and I'm quite surprised that you know me being me I haven't mentioned and that's the music yeah. <laughs> I didn't know much about the composer but he's done so much Back music for so many films and I didn't mm. know it mm. it's a bit like uh, a lot of people experience with Hans Zimmer who does Pirates of the Caribbean for example I've mentioned him many times mm. I, sh- I shouldn't have to explain it to you um yeah. I don't have to explain it to you. But he's done Back to the Future. This is yeah. Alan Silvestri, the composer yeah. for The yeah. Avengers. <laughs> he's done Back to the Future, I think all three. He did. Uh, yeah. He did Captain America. He did The Avengers. I think he did Mission Impossible. Oh, I maybe. don't know. I think he did. Sure. But he's just done so many. And I just, I look at the, I looked him up after this because I thought the music was outstanding. So I went and Googled it and the composer and all that. And the list just goes on and on of just movies I've seen and I didn't know. I just mm. thought that was interesting that I didn't know that yet. He's just been a big part of my life. Oh, famous after. Well, you future. know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's been the there throughout my life. Mm. And I just yeah. thought that he did a perfect job with the score, especially the theme tune, which is a very, very exciting piece of music. Up there with I Am The Doctor, I'd say, if not more. Really? Mm. That's a contentious issue, I know, yeah, for those of you who care. Agree with that, but... <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I thought he did a fantastic job. I thought the cast were superb. And um, I have to agree with the online consensus about Robert Downey Jr. People don't know when Tony Stark ends and yeah. Robert starts again. <laughs> they just think they're one in the same now. Except for when he's playing Sherlock Holmes. Uh, yeah, he does a damn fine job at it, I have to admit. Sherlock to you. Anyway, mm-hmm. I've come up to about 11 minutes now. I'll be off. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Any more for any more? Is that it? I think that is it. it. (laughs) And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity, and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. 
So until that dynastically dystopian disaster... You accuse me of making up words. <laughs> he hasn't made one up yet. <laughs> Comes drizzling down upon us. That was almost a made-up word. <laughs> drizzling. 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 No, drizzling. The pouring of liquid. He said drizzling. Drizzling. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Bye. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Stagnant Stories podcast, series one, number 133, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here as a speaker, don't necessarily represent those other speakers on the side. No corporate infringement is intended, and this podcast is now presented a production www.staggeringstories.net. He turn you on. Kevin, I love you. I've always wanted to express this oh, to you. Oh, thank you, Jean. I love you too. You find the figure of a woman you uh, We've been flowering passion for you. Oh, My yes. Wife. Whenever you're at work and we're not, out comes the butter. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this is getting rather sapphic. <laughs> Shall we move on? Why do I no, no. find out <laughs> now? You know when we were clearing out the cupboards and I passed you that rolling pin with a smile on my face? <laughs> it was the carbonic soap that got me. I take it we're all on. Well, he is now. That's <laughs> yeah. why he's just sitting so funny. <laughs> yes, and he's audio did all of that, so guess yep. where that's going? <laughs> Get her to read it in Scottish again. Because <laughs> the Scots aren't at all scary when roused, are they? <laughs> roused Scotsy. Eh? <laughs> Thanks for sharing. You're very rude. I know, I'm sorry. I moved and I could feel the air moving with me. Welling up. Yes. That's... That's drinking Coke for you. See, I'm so ladylike in my old age. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Any more? I'm this, working on This is the female <laughs> contingent of the podcast. We are so better delicate, mannered than the men. Delicate and ladylike. Well, if you want the belching contest. <laughs> I'm going to say, Karen, at least our end doesn't smell. <laughs> <laughs> Although we could work on something. Oh, no, 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 it's no. quite all right. It's all right. <laughs> I'm going to eat a yellow daily baby. A daily baby. A daily baby. <laughs> I'm going to eat a yellow jelly baby. And bite his head off. So he doesn't suffer. Because yep. Adam doesn't like them, so I'm eating all these jelly babies. <laughs> Why a man has jelly babies when he doesn't like them beyond me? Bought them for Christmas four years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it was for the... The party. Party, yeah. Ah, oh, four years ago. They look... <laughs> They're jelly tops now. <laughs> <laughs> They'd all be sort of slightly green. Mm-hmm. Some of them are. It's yeah. the green ones. Uh, well, they all look green. Ow. 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 You're such a girl. <laughs> Don't know why I still enjoying it. Ow. Oh, oh, oh. Children. Children. You started it. Well, I'm finishing it. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Don't make me come over there. You, me, me, you, me, me, you. <sighs> I'm coming over there. No, you're not. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Get out! Hurt. Oh, no, I did not really. <laughs> <laughs> no. Bugger off. Oh. <laughs>